there's nothing noble or virtuous or edgy or cool about being a starving artist. Starving sucks, plain and simple. You know that stubborn myth, the, the myth of the starving artist, that threadbare but exuberant poet who has to choose between ink and food? It's not just false, that is toxic. And notions like this, they drain our energy and they either get us chasing dollars for all the wrong reasons or they encourage others to take advantage of us by undervaluing our work. And this is the topic of today's micro show. The, the textbooks and the Hollywood biopics, usually they gloss over everyday financial dealings of the great artists, right? As a kid, you never heard about Michelangelo haggling with the Vatican over, you know, pricey paint for the Sistine Chapel ceiling, or more recently, Catherine Bigelow fighting for huge budgets. No one tells you that Ansel Adams wasn't too proud to accept 25 cents. That's right. Ansel Adams accepted 25 cents for allowing his photos to be printed on restaurant menus. Nor did you hear about the, the fact that his decision to do that didn't wreck his entire career. We've got all kinds of new evidence from a book called Real Artists Don't Starve. A friend of mine, Jeff, talked about some of these artists were crazy wealthy. And yet you didn't really hear about that. The myth is that they starved. The myth is that they lived in the dirt. Well, at the end of the day, it's no wonder that our feelings about the intersection of money and creativity and art, that they're complex, right? And it doesn't matter whether you just want a creative boost in your life or you're trying to turn your side hustle into a full-time gig. What I would ask you to do is in turn ask yourself whether the ideas you cling to about money and about art and the relationship between them, are those based in reality? Are those some other random script that society has has burnt into your brain, some sort of conditioning? If the latter is true, have those limiting beliefs held you back from some level of prosperity or some productive, creative career of your dreams, or even from making some scratch on the side as a hobby? Most people that I know who haven't looked at this, when they do look at it, they find that it has, that these scripts in our mind, this conditioning around what it means to be an artist and to thrive rather than starve. And that when we look closely, it comes to bear that the reality is we've been affected by this narrative. I'm asking you today in this show, why do we hold on to this? Why do you hold on to this narrative? We want our Michelangelo's and Bigelow's to get paid for their sculpting and their filmmaking, right? So they can keep on doing it. And we acknowledge that Ansel Adams might have made the right call to actually take the quarter, the 25 cents that he took at that point in his career. And regardless of what you heard, regardless of what you've read, creators can make it work financially if they, we, if we, I'm saying, they, we, if we don't get precious about doing it. We can't get precious about holding on to these, or even our art, right? When, when artists can't figure out how to pay the bills, we all lose. Without money, how do creators eat, right? How do we choose between 
transcending communion with the muse, with the muse rather, and our breakfast. There's nothing noble or virtuous or edgy or cool about being a starving artist. Starving sucks, plain and simple. Again, believing in the myth of the starving artist is something we have to rid from our mind. It's also a horrible self-fulfilling prophecy, right? When aspiring artists have, ha have this distorted belief, we can accept little or sometimes no money for great work. And when we do that, the rest of society gets creative work done cheaply. And as a consequence, other artists have a harder time charging appropriately. You can see what a toxic cycle this is. Now, if you don't want a job that involves your art, find one that supports it, right? Go do something so that you can have time and, and, and the money to go do the thing that that creative thing that you want, whether you decide to just get by financially so you can spend time making art as much art as possible, or if you want to reduce your time commitment uh, to art and keep it stress-free and keep your steady paycheck rolling in, you're making your work and that's what matters. I am super good with it. Either way, the fact remains that creators hold wildly different attitudes about money. I want you to examine yours. That's the purpose of today's show. That's why you're watching this right now. What is your attitude towards money, the intersection of your art, your creativity, and your finances? Start to think about it. Don't get precious. Have an open mind when it comes to cash and creativity and do what is in alignment with your calling and your path to get there. That's all I ask. Pay attention to it. Real artists don't starve. Those of us who work to create our life's work and, and we can find a way to get compensated properly for that work. And the way you do that is through practice, through repetition, through paying attention to stuff like this, reading books, learning from others, and putting it out there over and over, trying. All this is is a ticket to dry. And again, if you do not seek to make money, fantastic. I do not it's just making use of your creativity is good. But I will tell you that there is something special that happens when you actually have a relationship that infuses art and money together. You, there is a richness and a depth. I just had a great podcast with Joey Cafone, the founder of Baron Fig, about just this. There's something different and deeper, not required, but I do want you to pay attention to it. That's the purpose of today's show. I hope you enjoy and of course, get back to work. All right, that's all for today's show. But hey, before you go, I want to say thank you for listening and also for engaging with the platform. Wherever you consume the show, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere, thank you so much. Reviews help a ton if you're willing to. And I want you to let you know in an effort to continue the topics we explore here on the show, or if you have questions, you can always direct your comments to me on all my social feeds. I'm at Chase Jarvis everywhere, but also... I will see your message quicker if you shoot me a text. That's right, I can text directly with you. The best way is to hit me up at 206-309-5177. I get a lot of texts, so I can't always get back to you right in the moment, but trust me, those are my thumbs on the other end of the keyboard. So I wanna say thanks so much, and I look forward to engaging with you soon.